Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 345, and today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic, basically how to license your product to major brands and collect royalty for years. Yeah, kind of different, right? Something we haven't really talked about, something I wasn't even aware of as being someone that might not invent that product. Well, the cool thing is I've invited on an expert, Stephen Key, who's actually a licensing expert, and he talks all about this and really is some eye-opening uh, stuff that he uh, and he talks about and really also how to discover product ideas and then how to improve upon them and then how to pitch them to major brands to possibly get them to sell your idea and then you collect a royalty. Now, you guys have heard me talk about Shark Tank a little bit here and there, and I am a fan of the show. Yes, it's some entertainment. You know, Kevin O'Leary and everything. Like, is he really that way? I don't know. He's a character on the show. But you can learn some uh, some valuable business kind of, I think, high-level stuff when they're talking about investing in products, but not necessarily like everything is, is 100% true and accurate and all those things. I'm sure things are made uh, a little bit better for the show. And uh, it's funny because Steven calls me out on that in this episode. But you guys have heard Kevin O'Leary talk a lot about, you know, maybe collecting royalties on a product like a dollar per unit forever, or maybe for the first five years or something like that. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about taking your product that you've maybe modified, made it different, and then you pitch it to a brand. It doesn't even have to be a major, major brand that you might see on, on shelves. It might be just someone who has a lot more reach in certain retail stores, and then you get in their product line. And again, it's a very interesting topic, something I haven't talked about at all, so it's brand new. I think you're going to get a lot out of this, whether you use that this you know this information now or in the future, or if it's just something to think about and kind of keep in your back pocket, I think it's going to be definitely valuable for you. Now, the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 345. All of the show notes, the links, the transcripts, all will be there. So if you want to download those, definitely head over to the show notes page. All right, guys, so I'm going to stop talking so you can listen to this very, very interesting topic that I had with my good friend, Mr. Stephen Key. Enjoy. Well, hey, Stephen, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Scott. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, no problem. This is exciting. Uh, before we got on, we were talking a little about uh, a little bit about Shark Tank, and you told me that it's not real. Come on, Stephen, really? Are you kidding me? It's not real. No, it's I, not... I, I was believing it this whole time. No, I hate to <laughs> bust everybody's bubble here, but stop watching that show. Oh, I love it. There, there's nothing real about it, but... It's good you, entertainment. You can, well, it's good entertainment, and you can learn sure. um, a, a little bit, but it's not... You know, that's like gambling. That, that It's so hard to, to get on the show. It's so hard for them to help you, and at the end of the day... I'm going to show you ways to increase your chances of success and not go on Shark Tank and right. all that. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, the reason why I brought that up is because you're a licensing guy. And we hear, you know, Kevin O'Leary always talk about licensing, right? He wants to get that, collect a royalty, which sounds amazing. I mean, if you can make that happen, which you have done for years, and you just actually told me, like, you know, you had actually worked with Tim Ferriss years ago and kind of exposed this idea um, to him, which which is kind of cool. But um you know, and I, I learned of you through Nick Loper from uh, Side Hustle, and uh, and and he basically said he's probably you know he's probably a a, a good uh, person to have on the show, and I, I just myself personally didn't even ever think of like licensing a private label product technically that I didn't necessarily you know invent. 
You know what I mean? I think that's one of the big things that people think. Like, if I'm not the original inventor of a certain product, how would I license that product? You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of where I'm coming at. And I think that my audience would be there like, okay, this sounds interesting, Scott, but how does this actually happen? So you're going to actually kind of get us up to speed here, right? Yeah, I'm going to share all this great stuff. And I think your audience is going to be shocked because – you know, the old way of bringing an idea to market, the traditional way is that, you know, I'm going to start a business. I'm not about running a business. I don't want to run a business. I want to collect <laughs> checks. And I want all those companies to do the work for me, all the heavy lifting. So that's what it's all about. Licensing is basically, um, and it doesn't have to be your idea. It could be somebody else's idea. It doesn't even have to be a new idea. But you're going to take a market. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to show some, it has to have a unique benefit, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You have to come up with an idea, a simple idea. You don't have to change the world or reinvent the wheel, but come up with a small improvement. And that small improvement you can license to a company that is selling something similar. Okay. It's as simple as that. This, this appetite for new is so great in our country. And all these companies are looking for something new, hmm. but it doesn't have to be this great big idea people think it is. No, okay. No way. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, and and again, I mean, my audience is primarily private label sellers. Whether it's on Amazon, their own e-commerce, it's it's where you, you're taking a product and you're you're basically making some improvements. Um, you know, let's. I always use garlic press as one of my examples. And so, I you know, if we have a garlic press, we want to read all the reviews and look at all the negative yes. reviews and make it a better product. I love that idea. In fact, what's amazing, what you just said, Scott, that's like the largest focus group in the world, those reviews, mm. right? And people like to bitch. Okay, so- <laughs> They do, they do. They do. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of companies are doing the same thing. They're, they're looking at the reviews on Amazon and, and they're looking at what people are complaining about. And if you can look at that and come up with a slight improvement, you can go back now and, and find those companies that are manufacturing that and, and present that small improvement and, have, and, and collect royalties for that small improvement. And you don't need patents. You're hearing about patents on Shark Tank. Stop it. It's not about patents anymore. It's about speed to market. I love that. I, I always go with the, you know, the MVP, the, you know, minimal viable product to get it there, get results, start seeing what's happening, all of that, all of that stuff. And it's this way here. Then, then you can kind of react to what the market is actually saying, you know, yes. and that's, yes. that, that's why I love that. Uh, and so what you're saying, I, I love it that you're like, all right, let's just, let's go, let's go, go, go. I like that. Cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a fast taker here. I like to take action and get out there and get going. So Maybe what we can do, though, is kind of let's start from the beginning. Um, Actually, you know what I'd like to do before we even do that? Give us a little bit of your background. Like, how did you even stumble on this licensing play? Like, how did you even get into this? Well, you know, I'm a young man. I'm going to school and I absolutely hate business. I'm a business major and I hate business. Oh, come on. (laughs) So so sure enough, I take an art class and I love creating things with my hands. And I went down that journey of how to make things and sell them. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. And I, my first job was at Worlds of Wonder. We created Laser Tag and Teddy Ruxpin. Oh wow! And I'm in the, I'm overseas in China, making sure those teddies are going down that assembly line that they're looking great. And I'm I'm hating that too. Mm. And and I'm realizing that the inventor of Teddy Ruxpin was collecting millions of dollars in royalties. And that's when my dad had said something to me that didn't really make sense, but it did when I was standing on that production line. 
that in order to create great wealth, you're going to have to find something that does not require your hands or your presence. Mm. And you need to find something that has a multiplying effect. And, and licensing just made sense. Ken Forsay, the creator of Teddy Ruxpin, licensed that idea to Worlds of Wonder, and I saw it firsthand. So I quit that job and started <laughs> coming up with slight improvements on existing ideas and showing those to companies. And they would say yes, and if they took it, they would bring it to market for me, and I would collect royalties, and I could really design my life. Mm. And they were working for me. That's how it started. And that was about over 30 years ago. Wow. Wow. So why don't you take, I, and it, I mean, there's probably a lot to, to take in as far as like, you know, how the whole process works. So what I'd like to do is maybe kind of go back to like a beginner, like myself, right? I'm a beginner at this. I have no idea about this. You and I just met for coffee and you're like, Scott, did you hear about this licensing thing? And I'm like, Steven, I, I have no idea. I know what licensing is, but how can I do that? I mean, I just take a product, make it a little bit better. And then I sell it as my own as a private label seller, like I'm doing that. So what, what, what does someone like me do with that product now that I have it? I've got it selling on Amazon. It's proven that people are buying it. They're selling it. They're giving me good reviews. What do I do? Hey, this is even easier than that. Okay. Even easier. So you're, you're looking at products that are doing really, really well on Amazon. Yeah. And you're looking at the reviews and you realize maybe it's too big or maybe it's too small or maybe you added one little feature. Okay, so you, you find a 3D computer-generated graphic artist on some freelance site, and you show them a little sketch. It could be just an awful sketch, and these guys can create um, your idea, your vision with, with graphics, 3D computer-generated graphics. That looks real, like you can buy it. Right, right. <laughs> so, so you can get that done for 50 bucks. $50. you got to be wow, kidding me. $50. Wow. Yeah. So I find this guy, and he creates this, and it looks wonderful. That's the first step. See, that first step was studying the marketplace. That's what you did. You found an opportunity mm. that makes something better. Right, right. All right. So, and then what you want to do is find companies that are selling that product. That's that's so easy because you're doing that now, right? right? Right. All right. So, send them a one-page sell sheet. Basically, it's an advertisement. Okay. That's all it is. And you have one line at the very top. And that one line is your one line benefit statement. Why is it better? And then it has a couple bullet points of the features and it has a picture of your of your of your product. Doesn't even work. You haven't even created it yet. Right, right. And then what you want to do, you want to file a provisional patent application. It's called a PPA. Okay. Now, I, I'm a big patent holder. I believe in patents, but not for all these other ideas. You just don't need patents. Mm -hmm. But you need perceived ownership. And you can file one yourself for as little $65 oh, and put geez. patent pending okay. on your on your sell sheet. So now you have this perceived ownership. Now I'll tell you this, all the licensing agreements I see, and I see about I see one once a week now from my students, no one has a patent. So throw that notion out the door. Right. Just throw it out the door. It's okay. not real anymore. Okay. Be because it's speed to market. It's all about selling. You know that. Your audience knows yep. that. Yep. It's first to market. Let's sell a bunch of it. Right. So you, you put together this one-page sell sheet. It doesn't even have to work, Scott. Mm -hmm. But you're showing them the benefits. They get it. So you show them if they like it and they – and what's really great about this, you've already studied the marketplace. You know these guys are selling something similar. Mm -hmm. So you know there's demand. Right. And, you know, it can be produced because they're doing something similar to it now. Yep. 
they take it and the next thing they do, they license it or rent it from you. You still own it. Mm. And every time they make one, every time they sell it, you collect royalties. So guess what? You know what's really great about this? When you do this, that manufacturer is paying you royalties. And everybody else that's selling it on Amazon or wherever, you're collecting royalties from all those guys too. Nice. Okay, but my only question would be this. Okay, do I go and do I bring that to someone, a manufacturer in China? Or is that stateside? Uh, well, it's amazing. The world's changing very, very quickly. And I would have told you years ago, don't mess with China. But that's not true anymore. Mm-hmm. Because they they do respect intellectual property. They are looking for new ideas. They have to. It's so competitive now. Even, even those guys are looking for an edge now. It's not about being the cheapest anymore. Because mm-hmm. they're not even the cheapest anymore. So I would suggest, first of all, work find that company in the U.S. that's manufacturing over in China. Because everybody does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. So find that guy. You'll find him. He'll be out there. And, and reach out to him first because the communication is just going to be easier and faster. Now, if if you have a product that's a generic that's selling well, reach out to a, a manufacturer over in, over in China. Build a relationship. Talk to him for a while and tell him what you're trying to do and tell him you, you've got a provisional patent application. Find that company that embraces open innovation. That's the catch here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do a little homework on these guys to make sure they're not knocking everybody else off or they're doing something weird. Find one that's going to respect you. Find one that wants to work with you. It's all relationship-based. You would be surprised at how many students I have now that are licensing to companies over in China now because they need a point of difference. It used to be just cheap, cheap, cheap. That's not true anymore. It's changed. It's a big world. Okay, because, I mean, my first, my first uh, I guess, uh, thought is, well – I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, okay, China, I've got this yep. this product. Maybe I can't find the supplier over here that's making it or they're making it over there. But again, they're the middleman. But I want to go directly to the source if I can. I find out where they're making it. There's ways that I can find out how, where the U.S. supplier is getting it made, trace yep. it back. But let's say I find that company and I reach out to them and I say – and there's actually a product right now that I'm actually in development with with a partner of mine. And we've already kind of done very similar to what you're saying – Okay. Our, our, we've already filed for a provisional patent okay. um, on on the item because we didn't want to present our we didn't even want to present our uh, our product out there in the marketplace without having you know it saying patent pending even though I know that that doesn't mean anything until you have a patent but it looks nice and it and, yeah. and to the person that doesn't really know might be like okay cool I'm gonna stay away from that because they've got a patent pending on it but my other my other concern is is and this is a concern that we've had is well if if we give it over there to China. And they've got this mold that I just created now. I've got the 3D model made. I've got everything yep. done. And all we're doing is taking something that they already currently create, and we're just adding modifications to it, a little yep. bit different size, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And now we give it to them. What's mm-hmm. to say, even though I think I've got a good relationship with them, what's to say they're not going to then take my mold and use it on one of my for one of my competitors? Now, and again, I know a lot of people are going <laughs> to think that, and I, I can see you're you're ready to, to to tell me don't worry about that. But it's a, it's a it's a it's a normal it's, reaction for a lot of people because I'm spending you know three to five thousand dollars on a mold, right? Hey, that's my mold, hey, right? Hey, it's real. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. So what are you worried about? Yeah. So just go out there and market the heck out of it and get it to market and be the first to market. Yes, because, well, look at it this way. Apple, pretty big company, right? Mm. 
how many thousands of patents do they have? Yeah. How many, they have an army of attorneys, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're chasing everybody trying to stop people too, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So the bottom line is this, you can't stop it. Right. All right. So if you make that improvement that's selling so well, congratulations. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yep. You're, you're not going to ever own everything. I don't think people own anything. I don't care how many patents you have. You don't own a thing. It's, it's his fair game now. So it's speed to market. And that's why I think your audience is really going to love this because they know that too. Right, right. But don't think you're going to protect it. Don't think you're going to keep everybody out. Yeah, the, the small guys, you, you know, they'll be scared of it. Bottom line is you're going to sell so many that patent won't even issue and you'll be off to another product. Okay. Okay. So then the, the, the manufacturer, okay. And again, I'm not going to really be able to really stop them unless I lock the thing down, which I was told that's actually a strategy. You actually tell them that you have a box, you know, that you have locked and someone's in control of that whole thing. Like literally like that's what someone said. If you want to protect that mold that you have created, you have it put in a lockbox in their factory, and you basically have one person <laughs> from an inspection company go there and unlock it. That doesn't mean that they're not going to take that mold and then go make a reproduction of it somewhere else, or they don't have the design, hey, right? They're going to – Yeah. You know what's amazing? I was working over there years ago, and we were working on some special project, and everything was hush-hush, you know, and they were working on the competitors next door. I mean, <laughs> 10 feet away, they're working on the competitors. They, they look at it differently. So I just think you have to switch your mindset. You can't protect it. No matter if you have the biggest box and the biggest lock, mm, yeah. they're, they're going to be selling it out the back door a different way. So how do I license it, though, then if they're, if they're like, well, why would I license it? I don't need to license it. I'm just going to take it and steal it, and I'm just going to start selling it to everybody because, else. Yeah, because you're not going to come back with the next one. Okay. I got you. See, this has happened so many times in the toy industry the toy industry has been licensing ideas for 70 years. And you ask anybody that's in that industry, they'll say, hey, well, why don't companies just take your idea? Well, then I won't come back with another one. Got you. Okay. Open and, yeah, see. The you're you're, you're a resource in a sense to them. You, you you're an are innovator. You're bringing new business. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're a great guy. They're going to love you. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you how much they're going to love you. If you kept on ordering volumes of it, they're going to love you even more. Right. Right. So they're going to be doing some stuff on the side. Okay. Big deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So basically, like you're saying, you're, you're building that relationship. You're letting them know that you're the innovator in a sense that you're, you're making these tweaks, you're making these ideas, you're paying for the mold cost, all of that stuff. Uh, if they, if they're going to basically tick you off, you're going to basically go somewhere else. Um, and then you're not going to have your business and they're not going to have you're any of your new creative ideas. Uh, hey, the fastest way of stopping your competitors is having your competitors make your product. Hmm. I did this with these little guitar picks. I was a, at one time I was the largest producer of these little guitar picks, and I made them out of skulls and vampires and monsters. And Jimmy Dunlop at the time was selling guitar picks to all the musicians, and he was making them for me. And he didn't understand these crazy little designs I had, mm. and, and he didn't get it. But I told him, I said, Jimmy, you don't understand. I'm going to sell more guitar picks than you are. <laughs> he, he goes, Well, how's that? He goes, Because I'm selling them to fans. Right. And so. He, if anybody was going to knock me off, it would have been him, mm. but he didn't because he was making them for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Before you know it, I was selling more than he was. He was yeah. loving me. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That, that makes total sense. So what does the process look like? So if I, let, let's just take people through like even my experience, like right now, like, okay, I've got this, this, uh, this 
product that I've had a 3D model made already. They've already agreed to the, the mold cost, all that stuff. I'm like ready to go. I just got to make the decision to go with it. What would be my next move? Would I go and produce the product or would I have like this thing in place of the licensing play next? Um, when would that all come into the equation? Well, first of all, what I tell everybody, I don't like to spend my own money, Scott. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want everybody working for me. So if I have an idea what I could do instead of spending my own money, I might find someone else that wants it. I might find um, a retailer that might want it. I might find something that helps me pull it through. So for instance, let's say I had a product and I thought was going to sell great at Target or Walmart or whatever. And I might show it to one of those buyers and say, what do you think? Oh, we love this, Steve. That type of demand, I can go back to a manufacturer really quick and say, look, I get demand at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that, that type of pull-through is going to help you. They'll even pay for your molds, mm-hmm. right? You know, because it's just volume going through the door. I like to create – it's called pull-through marketing. It's really, really simple when you think about it. If you come up with an idea – I mean, I would even test an idea that I didn't even have. I'd put it on Amazon or whatever and fake it and see if people order it before I even make it sing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't make anything like that anymore. Everybody's testing. And you can test today without going in production, having 5,000 in your garage somewhere, right? Right, right. That's crazy. Right, right. right. Test the market, find the demand, find that manufacturer that wants to supply it and say, look, I've got, I've got a lot of volume coming through the door now. Because you don't want to be floating that money yourself, do you? No, not if I don't have to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. No, I wouldn't want to either. Find a partner. See, the thing about licensing is that you're finding that perfect partner. Now, maybe you carve out, Scott, that you're going to tell this company you're going to license it to that's got great distribution at Walmart. You say, look, I'm going to do online. I want to carve it out so I have part of the business still. Licensing, you can carve out so many different ways, but it's really finding a partner that's got, that has relationships, that has manufacturing, marketing, advertisement, distribution, shelf space, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. And, and they're going to help me bring it to market so much faster than I can. See, I, I tell everybody, look, because of the knockoffs, which you just mentioned, right, the copycats, yep. they're yep. going to be there. So you're selling online, which is great, and there's a lot of business there. But, boy, there's a lot of business at bricks and mortar still, too. There's tons of it. Oh, yeah, I totally. want to cover all my bases. Right, right. So I see a lot of uh, – we have a lot of students that do produce their own product. They sell online, and then they're going to license it to a company that's going to do the, the stores. So they just carve it out. So licensing is just really – leveraging a power someone else that has that that that's bigger than you are you know so, it's got great well i was gonna say but I, that comes down to then having those relationships beforehand and that takes time right i mean you're gonna have to go out there and figure out who's gonna be the players who's gonna be the potential partners oh. um that that can help you out okay let me let me tell how simple that is now okay good uh, tell me everybody everybody's on linkedin I mean, if you're not on LinkedIn, come on, you got to be kidding me. I can reach out to any company, any buyer, anybody in marketing and sales on LinkedIn. And I can make a small introduction. I don't want to pitch, but I can get their name. It's really simple. I have students that are pitching ideas every single day. Mm-hmm. They're pitching ideas and they're building relationships with companies. So another thing you can do, go to LinkedIn, call them directly. I talk all about it in my videos and articles and books. But you know what else you can do? Go to a trade show. I'm going to go to a trade show next week. I'm going to the Kitchen Trade Show in Chicago. There's going to be 2,100 companies, and there's thousands of those guys that want ideas. And I walk the show, 
and I build relationships and I just feed them ideas. So it's not as hard as you think it is. You know, let me explain why it's not that hard. Companies need us, right? Open innovation means a company will take ideas from the outside. I might have 20 designers working for me, and I can tell you those guys are not happy. Any designers that's working for a company, they're not happy. They're getting a paycheck. It's not, they're not getting their name on the product. They're getting a lousy paycheck. But for us creative entrepreneurs, this is our income. We're much more motivated to show them the next great idea. So when we submit an idea to a company, they don't have to pay us. They only pay us when they license it from us. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect world. I, I, okay. And I, the, the thing that I'm struggling with a little bit is, and it's not really struggling, but where I'm coming from, because I'm at like, I want to get that product to market myself like right now, because that's what okay. I do. Right. Okay. That's what my audience does. Like we, we want to go out there and we want to start selling in our primary channel when we start, because it's easy. I say easy. It's easier to get started where the traffic already is, which is Amazon. Right. It's a buyer's search engine, 244 million plus, you know, customers on there right now with credit cards, prime shipping, get it in a day, even sometimes the same day. Right. So I can instantly launch my product and then have sales almost the next day if I want to start running sponsored ads and all that stuff. So my thing is, Beautiful. With with what you're saying is go to the let's go out, let's say I go to a trade show and I have a kitchen item. Let's say I have a garlic press. I've made some really nice tweaks to it. People have complained about this, that, and the other thing. I can show them like look at all these reviews. People are saying that they hate yep, this. Yep, yep. Mine fixes that problem. And because of that, I'm going to be able to create this. It's not created yet, but I, I'm well, going to create it. And if you'd like to be a partner in this, you know, I could better show yet. you. Okay, so no, you got, got a better, better idea? idea? Okay, yeah, much better, much okay. better. Go ahead and do what what you're doing show demand okay and that I was going to be my next question because I, mean, I would you, prefer to go sell it and then go i've already got sales over here can you you know what uh, i mean that's the fastest way of licensing an idea i i have students that come to me that have been selling in fact i have a 12 year old boy that's selling on amazon he did a million dollars nice on his own little like a coffee mug with a little basketball hoop nice Okay, so now he's in business. His parents have been running this business for him, shipping it out, all that kind of great stuff. They're finally getting tired of doing it. So they said, Steve, can we license it? I go, yeah, absolutely you can. Yeah. Because you're going to go to a company now that's got great distribution and say, look, you know, I'm a you know, mother and father, full-time jobs. We've got this little product we're selling on Amazon. We do a million dollars a year. You're going to license that so fast. They're going to love you. Okay, okay. So again, I and that that's where I was going, like, for me personally, I'd rather go out there and establish that the product's already selling uh-huh. and then say, hey, if you want to license this, you can. The problem with that is the, uh, that I see is that one company is now if you license it to them, now they're directly competing with me. Correct? Well, it depends on the carve out. Uh, it, there's another person I'm working at. I mean, he's doing millions of dollars on Amazon. He doesn't have one store. He's not in one store. Mm-hmm. And the largest company on the planet that's got 133,000 outlets wants it. And I'm going to bet they're going to sell more than you. Right, right. Okay, so, but the bottom line is, I think they're going to let him do both. Okay. They're going to let him sell on Amazon because he's got a presence. He does really good on the, the marketing and let them do their other business. There's so many different variations. The bottom line is it's always numbers. Yeah, yeah. You have to look at what you're producing each and every day, how much work you're putting into it. And you can look at how much, what can they bring to the table? How can they help you sell more? 
Mm. And if the numbers don't work out, you don't license it. Perfect. So if you're licensing it to them, then it automatically it's going to become their their brand name. They're going to put their brand name on it. Like so if it's a if it's a I don't know, a generic brand of their company, are they going to now say, "Okay, we're going to you can still sell yours as XYZ garlic press, but we're going to sell your exact same thing, but we're going to put ours on there as our brand." Or are they just going to sell your brand on their marketplace or both? They could it could be done many different ways. Okay. You know, okay. and, and you also have different packaging for different price points too, right? Sure, sure. Okay. So I, you know, you, you have to let them, you know, the thing about, the thing that I like about licensing so much is that they understand their space very well. And they're going to understand the, what the price point needs to be, their audience needs and all those type of things. So let them do that. And you might sell something completely different. That's a variation that's packed out differently with a different price point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's fine. Okay. But it's not just one set thing. I mean, it's it's um, you have to ask questions, understand their business, look at the numbers, see what they're going to bring to the table. So it, it's not just one. Th- you know, it, it you have to be a little flexible in understanding their business model and what you want to do too. Okay, so let's go back to how we find these people because I think that's going to be a question. So what would be, I mean, I, you said go to trade shows. I think that's probably an easy one because you're going there. People are, are in there. They're, if you're going to a kitchen, home and kitchen type gadget type place, you're going there. Um, and then you could say, hey, let, just want to let you know I, I sell a, a garlic press and it does this, that, and the other thing. was uh, I'm, I'm looking for uh, partners and uh, I'm not sure if you'd be interested. Is that kind of how the pitch would go? Like something like that? Well, I think the easiest way is that just go down to where you think your product's going to sell in the marketplace. And if you think your product's perfect for Walmart, go down to Walmart, take a look at it, find that shelf space that it's going to be on, right? And then call all those companies that are there. Simple. Oh, okay. Don't I got over, you. I got you. Don't so, overthink it. Okay. So the, the companies that are already on the shelf, those are the ones you want to go with because they've already made their way in. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's how you're going to piggyback on them. Okay. See, they're, okay. they're already there. So don't reinvent the wheel again. Find the guys that are there. Find the guys that are selling a lot of product. Show them a slight improvement on what they're currently doing, and they're going to love you. Okay. So the next question is: the, the next question is I'm going to keep giving you questions. The next question is: um, <laughs> a lot of those are probably major big brands. How do you get to the gatekeeper or through through the gatekeeper? Well, it's like anything else. They're there to keep everybody out because there's a lot of noise. Right. All right. But you're really helping their business moving forward. You want a good sell sheet or maybe a one minute video. If you have a prototype, show the problem, show the solution. You're a great call to them. You're not a pest. You're a great call. See, here's here's what people don't realize. I was just at the New York Toy Show um, interviewing companies that they're saying on on video, we want your ideas. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so so you have to stop that. Everybody's thinking, well, why do they need me? And why would they pay me? And I don't have experience. That's not true. People will love you. You show them an idea that's going to sell, and they're going to love you. And they're going to say, come back with another one. You're not a problem. You're an asset. Mm. So you have to shift your thinking. Some industries have been working with outside product developers, inventors, I don't care what you call yourself, for years. Mm-hmm. It's standard. It's just now what I'm trying to do and what I've been doing my whole career is – Knock on it, knock on people's heads, say, hey, look, you don't have to start a business anymore. That's crazy. You know, you, you don't have to raise capital. You don't have to quit your day job. You don't have to take risk anymore. Because these companies have embraced open innovation. And then there's thousands and thousands. I have on my webpage 
3,000 companies looking for ideas. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm trying to tell, and that's why I'm going to Chicago and I'm going to interview a bunch of companies to put it on and say, look, you guys, am I dreaming? Here, listen to what they have to say. Right, right. No, that's good. That's really good. It, it's a, you know, what's crazy. Um, everybody thinks this is new. This isn't new. This has been going on for a long time. Okay. All right. Um, All right. I'm just, I'm just trying to share. I'm, I'm actually speaking at quite a few universities now. On Thursday and Friday, I'm up at the University of Michigan talking about um, the traditional way, mm -hmm. you know, and how this is an alternative to that traditional way of, of writing a business plan, doing all that kind of great stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm showing them another way of doing it. And they're loving it because they just realize that everybody wants to go into business. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's definitely a, it's a great concept and I can see it working for sure. Uh, it's just a, it's a whole other angle, but it is a mind shift. I think a lot of us think, oh, wow, well, you know, like, why would this major brand that's on Walmart, like, want to listen to me? I'm just a guy that just came up with something because I, I did some research. I mean, that's normal thinking. I mean, I think we all well, think it, that, it, you know? It is, but when I was at Toy Fair, this one company comes up and they're the fastest growing toy company in the world and says, look, if it wasn't for this one inventor, we wouldn't be the fastest growing toy company. So yeah. please, you have another idea? Yeah. Yeah. Please so, give it to us. Right. So, and I'm also going to say one thing, don't go after the big companies. Mm -hmm. Don't go after the big guys. You know, we always chase the Coca-Colas, the Pepsis, the P&Gs. Don't, don't go after those guys. They don't need us. Yeah. Go after the mid-sized companies. Okay. Okay. The, the big guys, the big guys don't innovate. They buy innovation. Gotcha. All right. Find the big guys that, that are hungry. Those guys will love you. So avoid the big guys. We always chase them. Don't do that. It's a waste of time okay. and, and go after the guys that are hungry. Okay. All right. So the, the last thing I want to talk about quickly is the, um, as far as the royalties, like, how is that decided? Um, I know it's going to probably vary on price point and, and all percentages and all that stuff. But could you give us like a, just an idea of sure. what someone could like if I'm selling a $20 garlic press, right? And, and I've made these modifications and that's the going rate. I mean, I've established it because maybe I've already started selling it on Amazon and it's, okay. it's doing well. And, uh, you know, what can I expect to give that away for as a licensing play? And then are there also, and this is a double-sided question, is there also um, going to be, which I'm assuming there's going to be also some terms in there that say, we're going to buy your licensing, you're not going to be able to go license it to other people now because we want to be the only ones selling this product. Of course. Okay. okay. Royalty rates, everybody thinks the royalty rates what's important. It's, it's not, in my opinion, but standard royalty rates are about 5%. Okay. If you're Disney, you can get 12. Okay. okay. We're not Disney. Right, All right. So right, right. we go five. Okay. And it could be a little bit more. It depends on, you know, how much work you've done. Depends if you've got a patent. It depends on a lot of stuff. Maybe you get 7%, but five. If you're doing great, if you're doing huge volumes, it could be as low as three. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do the math. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, everybody's greedy. Everybody wants an exclusive, sure. right? Sure. Okay. So give it to them. Carve out what you need. But before you give anybody an exclusive, you know, find out how many stores they're in. Yeah, yeah. It's real simple. Yeah. And plan on selling one a week. Right. If they don't sell one a week, that product's going to get kicked to the curb pretty fast. So you do the math. Estimate the wholesale price, which your royalty is going to come off of. Do a three to five to seven percent. So you know what, you know, have a, some variations. Figure out how many stores, one a week. Do the math and see if it's even worth it. Got you. Okay. Okay. So to me, it's really... Um, 
it's quite simple. If you go to my website, and you probably have, you'll see this are pages where all these students have licensed ideas. Take a look at it. It's in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And there's there's inventors that make a million dollars a year easy. Okay. And some don't, you know, some maybe 50, 100,000. It's all over the board. Yeah. Yeah. So it all depends on the volume, depends if you get a hit. It's like any business. Some of them, some ideas are going to do great. Some ideas will never see the light of day too, right. okay? Right. Well, and it's the same thing with us, like, you know, us launching, you know, our own products on on Amazon or our e- e-commerce store. Like some are going to win and some are going to be, you know, okay. Uh, you know what I mean? But that that's all about diversifying as well too. And then being an entrepreneur, you're always pivoting. You're always coming up with new ideas, new, you know, new yeah. strategies and, and, and all that stuff and business plans. You it's know. a numbers game. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I yeah. think that's that that's great. And I think that that definitely gives us an idea as far as like if we were to license something. And I think, too, the other thing is, is if you have something that does OK, like you said, then that's not going to be the only product that you're going to license. Now you're going to have multiple products that you're going to license. And then you can be collecting the revenue on those. Um, yeah. in, you know, in multiples versus it just being a single, a single product, you probably could have a term in there. I'm sure that that it's also too, like, you know, if after 12 months you don't do, we don't sell a certain number, then I have the option to go license it to someone oh, else or something. Yeah. It's yeah. Every, every licensing agreement should have a performance clause. It's called minimum guarantees. Okay. It's, okay. it's really a gun to their head. I love this thing. Okay. There's a gun to their head. If they don't sell X amount, you get it back. Okay. And there's a number, if you estimate the number of potential sales do 25% of that for the first year. If they can't hit that number, you get it back. Okay. Second year, raise it to 50 <clears throat> third year, maybe raise it again. Okay. Um, I had one idea where the minimum guarantees was a $250,000 a year. Okay. They had to hit the number. Okay. And I added a couple more uh, technologies to it. It ended up to being $750,000 were the minimum guarantees a year they had to hit. Wow. So, okay. You know, it depends on volume. It yeah. depends on a lot of things. But the bottom line is this. It's always a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And so you come up with a lot of ideas. You submit them to a lot of companies. And hopefully you get that big hit. Or hopefully a lot of little hits. Little it all hits, adds yeah. Up. Yeah, base but, hits are nice too, yeah. Yeah. I, I tell everybody, look, really love this business. And if you love it, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah, and no, if, good. if you're chasing dollars, that's usually a hard way to go. Don't chase it; just enjoy it. Trust me, the dollars will follow. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. This has been great. This has been definitely eye-opening for me as well as uh, as kind of going through this process. And I'm sure we could we can dig into even more. But um, if uh, if anyone wants to to you know get more information from you and uh, maybe a little bit more about this whole licensing thing, how would they get a hold of you, Stephen? Well, it's real simple. I have this one book that's been selling for five years. It's called One Simple Idea. Oh, nice. It's a yellow book. You can find it on Amazon. We have over 400 five-star reviews. People love it. All the steps that I'm talking about from from the very beginning to the end that are in the book. So get it. Okay. Or go to the public library, rent it, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, I do. I have a YouTube channel called InventRight TV where – we also talk about the 10 steps all the time. I give this stuff away from free, you guys. Just go get it. And then my main website is called inventright.com, where you can see um, a lot of information to give away for free. We have the largest library on this topic in the world. We have a licensing library. So if you want to read about it, I write for Inc. Magazine, or Inc.com. I write for Entrepreneur.com and Course77.com. I love licensing. It's been a great 
income for me for, for my whole career. So find out about it, read about it, watch our videos, read the articles and do it. Yeah, cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'll be definitely checking out that book myself for sure. That's uh, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, I would definitely encourage anyone that's interested in learning more about this to definitely go check out your stuff. And I know I will. So again, uh, Stephen, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And I'm sure I'll be hitting you up for some uh, for some questions I need answered on this topic when I get my uh, my couple of things that I'm working on right now. I might be uh, looking at that licensing play. So that might be an interesting twist. I think you're right there, Scott. From what you've told me, you're finding your small improvement and you want to get going. So thank you very much for having me on. And uh, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You bet. All right. So there you go, right? I mean, that was a little different than we've talked about in the past. Actually, a lot different. Something that I never even thought about. And it's got me thinking and not something that I'm necessarily going to do right this second, but I'll definitely keep my eyes and ears open. And I'll also be possibly exploring this with any future products that we think could fit this criteria or if we think that we could get a licensing deal. Definitely be uh, be looking into that and, and following what Steven has uh, has laid out here for us. So again, guys, I want to remind you, if you want to check out the show notes, all of the links we talked about, how to get in touch with Steven, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 345. Again, this is just information for you guys to be able to either use now or come back to in the future and say, you know, I think Scott talked about licensing with someone before. And then you can just go and look it up on the blog. That's where all of the information is stored. That's our home base is theamazingseller.com. And you can always search inside of the blog and find anything related to what you're searching for right now today. So again, remember, this is just something that I wanted to kind of hear a little bit more about, maybe, you know, educate myself about it, but then also let you be aware of this licensing thing, which I have not heard much about in this space. So hopefully you got value from it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And remember, you can always get all the show notes by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 345. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.